0: The question is, are you ready? This is the Drive with Josh Graham. I'm
1: walking here on Sports Hub Triad. Welcome to the best day of the year. A day I've been looking forward to for months. A day that I wrangled together all my buddies to celebrate. A day that I stay up all night for, throwing caution to the wind. Yes. It's, of course, St. Patrick's Day, and that's all that's happening today, right? Also, I think I'm the only one on the show that's wearing green right now. I have a
2: green hoodie behind me. If you come over here and pinch me, I want you to know it's too early for any of that. Okay,
1: Nick's not wearing any green. I'm looking at you, Nick.
3: See my shorts. See I'm wearing your green. shorts? I'm, wear- I'm wearing green shorts. Stand
1: up. Nick, wearing green, yeah, yep. those are green. Look at that.
2: You're kind of wearing like aqua green. It's more like a blue. I wouldn't even categorize that as a green. So I think yeah. you could get pinched. Looks
1: like you're. That looks like the thing that you wear to church on Easter or for Easter brunch. A little bit pastel no, there. No, no. You have to wear. You have to wear pants, not shorts okay. for Easter. Maybe brunch. not to church, but post get together. We're having a pig picking. That looks like something you might be like wearing. out in a backyard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some pastel, I see what you're saying. Or you're hanging out. With the frat bros back at college, Theta Chi, let's go, get the pastels on. We're getting a bit sidetracked. There is one ACC basketball game today. The round of thir- the first round of the NCAA tournament. It is North Carolina at 4:30 facing Marquette. And for Carolina, this afternoon's about validation. That's the word they've been using all year long. Hubert Davis has been talking to his guys about it. Validation for a new coach. Validation for these transfers. Validation because Carolina just hasn't been that overwhelming over the last few years. Validating the Duke win, etc. A win today would validate all of that for Hubert and for this Tar Heel team. That's what today is about. A win today, it would definitely validate what they did in Durham. If they were to lose against Shaka Smart's club, that Duke game's going to be remembered as, remember that time the Tar Heels had that subpar team that upset Coach K in his final game? It's going to be remembered as Coach K blew it, not Carolina winning it. I was there. That's not my takeaway. I don't think Duke blew it. I think Carolina won that game. Carolina had one turnover in the second half. They shot 60% from the field. There is a distinction between those two things. An NCAA tournament win today would prove that this season was more, about more, than beating Duke and Durham. It would show progress. There are still some Hubert Davis haters out there, I'm sure. But if you are a Hubert Davis hater, what else do you have the default to to criticize the man if he were to win the day? You can't criticize them on wins. They'd have 25 of them. That's a great season. I don't care who you are. He won 15 games in the ACC, 15-5. and five. He only had one bad loss that was to Pittsburgh. Last year, with a similar roster, one of the five greatest coaches in ACC history, or make it just a college basketball history, Roy Williams, with this same roster almost, lost in the first round of the tournament. If you win today... Well, you advanced further than that, and you had a better season with what I would argue to be a lesser roster. Who's the lottery pick on North Carolina like Dayron Sharp was a year ago? And also, losing two of your rotation guys about a month ago. Losing Anthony Harris and Dawson Garcia. I guess that was a couple of months ago now. Hubert Davis adapted, and this team got a lot better as the season goes on. So today is about validation. There'd be nothing else left to scrutinize for Hubert. The rest, it's icing on the cake if North Carolina wins in this 8-9 matchup. And here's the thing. I'm expecting North Carolina to win the day. I'm expecting North Carolina to get that validation. It's a favorable matchup. North Carolina's a lot bigger than Marquette is. Marquette's not a good defensive rebounding team. Even this year, as they're not prioritizing offensive rebounding as much, North Carolina is still a really good offensive rebounding team when they have that Armando Bacot guy in the paint who's grabbing every single board.
4: Armando.
1: They have one scorer to shut down in Justin Lewis, and they have one of the best defensive players in the ACC, and Leaky Black, to shut him down. I also think they're going to be more motivated today. North Carolina knows what's on the line, and they're coming off a loss that they felt was embarrassing. The Tar Heels... They're going to get that validation. It's the only ACC game today, 4.30, the Tar Heels against Marquette. We're on at 10 a.m. in the morning. That might seem strange to you. It is strange to all of us. The reason that is, we're going to be carrying against the tournament action all day long, today and tomorrow, the entire tournament. You can listen to right here on WSJS Sports. So expect us from 10 a.m. to noon today and tomorrow. Robert Walsh is the producer of this show. We've got Nick Dioli in the house as well. 336-777-1600 if you want in. Robert, how are folks winning Rodney Carrington tickets today at Tanger Center?
2: I reckon they can just give us a call and tell us you want some Rodney Carrington tickets.
1: That seems pretty simple. Just call anytime. Ayo, Rob. I don't know why I said it that way. Ayo, Rob. got some of those Rodney Carrington tickets? Yeah, I don't know why I
2: said it that way. Then commits to double down on the A.O. Rob. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yep. Committing to it. If last night's nightcap... So at some point, we're going to be giving away Rodney Carrington tickets. If last night's nightcap is any type of uh, indicator of what this tournament's going to be, who knows what we have in store over the next couple of days. That game showcased the magic of the NCAA tournament. And how fitting was it when the clock struck midnight, That's when the Irish finished off Rutgers in double overtime. It doesn't seem particularly fair to me that Notre Dame now has to travel from Dayton to San Diego to play in the middle of the afternoon 36 hours after this game ended. But I guarantee you that Irish team pretty happy about where they're at right now in that their season's still going on, that they're still playing. It was Yale transfer Paul Atkinson, who had the game-winning basket, the luck of the Irish. The ball fell right in his lap on an offensive board, and he stuck it back in the final two seconds to win the game. But uh, the best part was right past midnight. You might have missed this last night. Mike Bray, his post-game interview lived up to the moment with John Rothstein of CBS.
3: Congratulations on a great win. You've been a part of so many great games in this tournament. Where does this rank? This is the best game I've ever been in. You know, that basket went in on St. Patrick's Day.
1: So it's official, baby. It's official. But what a great game. Two
3: teams that just kept punching. And I'm really proud of our guys because our defense was better in the second half. You love going to the beach, but it's usually in Delaware. You're going to San Diego to play uh, Alabama. Your thoughts on the Crimson Tide?
1: Yeah, I don't know, Bob. I mean, there better be some Irish whiskey on that plane. I'm drinking some of that. Alabama can really score. We got another challenge,
3: but. We'll be there early, ready to play. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Safe travel. Happy St. Patrick's Day, baby.
1: How hungover is Mike Bray right now, Robert? Uh, you
2: can't be hungover you don't stop drinking. That's
1: a good point. I don't think uh, whiskey makes you feel that hungover the day after. i found. I think a whiskey hangover is not as bad as a beer hangover, but nothing's as, worth, nothing's as bad as a wine hangover. You're talking about, if you're getting drunk off wine, yeah, the next day is pretty rough. I I don't think Bray was dabbling in that, dabbling in those dark arts, if you know what I'm saying. I think you do know what I'm saying. Uh, It seemed like Rutgers, this is the part that's going to get lost because it doesn't fit well with Notre Dame, the luck of the Irish, they won, and it's St. Patrick's Day. Rutgers was the one that seemed like they had the pot of gold because... This Ron Harper Jr. banked in not one, but two threes. End of regulation, end of double overtime to tie the game. He called bank twice. So, if anybody had the luck of the Irish, it seemed like Rutgers. And Notre Dame just kept fighting back. They had that pressure zone. And when they ran that pressure, whew, They got the steal. They needed a layup at the end of regulation, too. It was just a fantastic game. It showcased the magic of this tournament, and it's a nice start for the ACC. As I mentioned, North Carolina, they're the only team playing today, which means on Friday, we will watch Miami, Duke, Virginia Tech, and Notre Dame. All of them on Friday. And I think Notre Dame can beat Alabama, too. That's going to be a fun game, I know Alabama is a team that could really push the, the tempo, and I'll be interested to see where Notre Dame's legs are at flying from Dayton to San Diego, playing 36 hours after they just won against Rutgers and won on such a high. But the biggest knock I have on Nate Oates' team, they are so undisciplined. When you watch them, you think when they're at their best, their good is really good. It's definitely top 25 worthy. It's, it's a team that could almost beat anybody. Maybe not one of the four best teams, but almost beat anybody across the country. Their good is that good. But the problem is, as we've seen kind of with North Carolina at points this year, their floor is low. And a lot of that has to do with undisciplined. Mike Bray's team's a little older. and They're a little bit more disciplined. So I give them a fighting shot. That's going to be a pretty good game tomorrow on Friday. Got a lot to do in these two hours. Adam Gold going to join us later this hour. Darren Vaught next hour. Robert Walsh has already sent Tennessee, Purdue, and New Mexico State to the Final Four. It's not too late for last-second bracket adjusting. I think Nick's telling me he hasn't even done a bracket yet. So make sure you're paying close attention to Robert's bracket advice. He's going to pick the Midwest region and tell us the last ticket that's going to be punched to the Final Four next. Anyone not on medication? No. Nope.
0: The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports.
1: Well, this is lovely. On Sunday, Tom Brady announced he's returning to the NFC South. Surprise! Tuesday, the Panthers met with Deshaun Watson. The meeting was described to have gone very well. So that's good, right? Then you get the headline this morning. Not a headline, but a tweet from Aaron Wilson, who's plugged in to the Houston Texans. He says, in the last 15 minutes, the Saints are working hard to convince Deshaun Watson to waive his no-trade clause for them, per league sources. Deshaun is expected to ultimately come down to the Saints and Falcons. Saints have characterized a leader uh, as a leader for Watson, maintained dialogue since first meeting. Great. <laughs> You're a Panther fan. You're looking at this thinking, can we catch a break? Wait a minute. So Tom Brady's coming back, and not only are we not getting Deshaun Watson, but the two front runners of the other two teams in the NFC South? Great. Just great. That rule. Better start looking at some of those college jobs now. Who's going to come open this year? Hmm. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye. Which SEC team's going to fire their coach two years after they had a great season? Let's take a look at that.
2: Panthers fans are wishing that you would have taken the same approach that you took with UNC and tried to temper their expectations with this Deshaun trade.
1: (laughs) Sorry. No, I got really excited. Thought it was something that might happen. I'm still holding out hope. What I'm doing. What does Aaron Wilson know? More than me, more than us, but not as much as Robert knows about brackets. Robert's got his Midwest region. Already has Tennessee go into the Final Four, Purdue, New Mexico State. This is Kansas's region, and that's where we begin. It's not too late to get your bracketology in here. Got to get your brackets locked in. 16 1. I don't know who won out of Texas Southern and Texas A&M Community College the other night. Does it really matter, Robert? They're facing Kansas.
2: Uh, It does. I looked it up. It was Texas Southern. And, And then I wondered, like, there are so many Texas schools, like an infinite amount of Texas schools. So I said if they could be ranked anywhere in the top 25 of Texas schools, they would get in. Uh, Incarnate Word, Southwestern Texas Community College. Abilene Christian, baby. All of these schools were ahead of Texas Southern. I went 40 deep and could not find them, so I got Kansas uh, over Texas
1: Southern. Okay. Kansas, the one seed is through. It's been quite a tournament for 16 seeds in Robert's bracket, considering Norfolk State and Bryant pull off upsets. Tough loss for Bryant last night. Hate to see it. San Diego State faces Creighton in an 8-9. How do you see it? Uh,
2: my friend Creighton is back in the tournament. So I texted him last night and asked him what <laughs> San Diego means in German, and he didn't know. Uh, that's a bad look for San Diego. I'm going to go Creighton for the next round.
1: Doesn't it mean I could
2: be mistaken here, but
1: doesn't it mean. Uh, next up, we
2: got 512 Iowa.
1: 512 <laughs> Iowa faces Richmond. Richmond's the A10 champ. 12-5. Do you have an upset with the 12?
2: Uh, all right. So Richmond is Spiders. I think that's cool. It's a unique mascot. So I went with a superhero theme. Uh, Hawkeye from Marvel is actually from Iowa. So in a fight, Hawkeye, Spider-Man. I'm probably still leaning Spider-Man because, you know, he's got powers. And the other dude is just a glorified Robin Hood. So uh, Richmond, on to the
1: next round. Robert has four 12-5 upsets. Providence. South Dakota State. This is the most popular upset pick in the first round. The Jacks. The Jackrabbits of South Dakota State versus Providence. I got a feeling I know where you're leaning here.
2: Uh, well, I didn't know it was South Dakota State. I kind of read like South Dak Street. And I was like, that's kind of a dumb name for a school, so I put Providence through Why are you going to name your <laughs> school after a, a street?
1: LSU just fired its coach, Will Wade, their basketball team's pretty good, and they're a number six seed. Too bad Will Wade's a dirty cheater. Iowa State is the eleven seed that they're facing. Who do you like?
2: Uh, all I can think about when I see LSU is that video from Mardi Gras that came out with the guy dancing to the Kevin Gates song and the lady behind him, like, jumping and clapping. Uh, and those vibes are immaculate, so I've just got to put LSU to the next round. That's
1: the only thing you could think of when you Recently, think about yeah, gotcha. Wisconsin, Colgate. This is in Milwaukee, Robert. Is Wisconsin going to go through? Uh, cheese
2: versus toothpaste. All right, what do you guys think would be worse? Uh, Toothpaste-flavored cheese or cheese-flavored toothpaste? Uh, I'm going to lean the latter and put Colgate through the next Whoa!
1: round. Oh! Colgate! 14-3 upset over Wisconsin in Greenville, South Carolina tomorrow. The real USC is playing in the state of South Carolina, the Trojans, have temp-seeded Miami. Does the ACC get a win here? Uh,
2: When I think about both these schools, I kind of think about the excellent parties you must be attending if you go to either one of these schools. So I looked up the last Playboy uh, party school ranking and it happened in 2015 and USC was three. Miami wasn't even the highest rated school in their state. Florida State was five. So I got USC over Miami here.
1: Higher seed, USC's through. Who will they be playing? Auburn has Jacksonville
4: State.
2: Uh, their two coaches both look like lounge singers uh, Bruce Pearl and uh, Jacksonville State's coach is named Rich Rodriguez but he goes by Rich Rod I love that name but not more than I'd love Bruce Pearl serenading me with Frank Sinatra so I've got Auburn on to the next round
1: Rich Rodriguez is the coach of Jacksonville State that's something uh, and it's just fitting that the Gamecocks are playing in Greenville Auburn through to face USC in the second round. But let's get to Kansas and South Dakota State. Like the Tar Heels, they are in Fort Worth. It's a 1v8.
2: It's it's uh, Creighton.
1: Oh, sorry. I thought you said that it was a bad look that Creighton didn't know where San Diego meant in Spanish. Sorry.
2: No, I thought it was a bad look for San Diego State. Oh. Nobody knows what their name means. <laughs>
1: That's right. Creighton as Kansas who do you like so
2: I called Creighton and asked him to name one Kansas song that is not carry on my wayward son uh he hit me with dust in the wind yes uh that's the kind of knowledge that gets you to the next round so Creighton (laughs) is on to the next round the
1: Blue Jays on to the sweet 16 Richmond v Providence Providence the oldest team in the field does that get them through to face Creighton uh, okay, I'm still going
2: with the Spider-Man theme here. And friars are kind of just like English monks. So uh, I just took Wong, who is the Sorcerer Supreme, and I don't think that he, he's he got a lot of skills, don't get me wrong. And he kind of messed up the last Spider-Man movie by not helping. But I'm still going Spider-Man and Richmond through the next round.
1: What a great matchup. This is going to be Richmond versus Creighton in the uh, Sweet 16. LSU Colgate. Who do you like?
2: Uh, Louisiana ranks 47th in dental health. Uh, Colgate easily brushes them out of the
1: tournament. <laughs> uh, USC, Auburn. Are we trying to see whether or not Andy Enfield looks like a Frank Sinatra? No.
2: Uh, I just kind of wanted Auburn to go over USC for B-dot. Yesterday he said he wanted Walker Kessler to do well, so... I got Auburn going to the next round. That might have been sarcasm.
1: Creighton, Richmond, Sweet 16. Who wins? Uh, Okay, so I asked
2: Creighton to name the best Spider-Man in order. He went Toby, Tom, and Andrew. I've got Tom on top of Toby.
4: Whoa!
2: That's controversial. Uh, Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But either way, I've got Richmond advancing because of Creighton's terrible Spider-Man opinions.
1: Colgate, Auburn. How do you see
2: it? Alabama. Literally, Louisiana was 47th. I was like, there's no way it could get any worse than this. Alabama is 49th (laughs) in dental health. Sorry, Walker Kessler. You should have lost. Colgate advances.
1: Colgate and Richmond are in the Elite Eight. People thought this would be a walk for Kansas in this region. And if not that, Auburn. Man, things really open up for them. But we've got... 12th-seeded Richmond facing 14th-seeded Colgate for a trip to the Final Four. Who gets the final spot?
2: Alright, so Spider-Man has good teeth. I've never really noticed that he didn't. Aunt May really stayed on him for his dental. Uh, There isn't like a dental superhero. I'm surprised there isn't like a big-ass tooth from like X-Men or something, but there isn't. I'm kind of stuck here. Uh, Virginia is 24th in dental. 24th. I don't think that's good enough. No. Colgate onto the Colgate final four. Colgate
1: to the final four, the highest-seeded final four team ever. Colgate, Indiana, or excuse me, Purdue, which is also in Indiana. New Mexico State and Tennessee are Roberts' final four. We'll get to his final four picks a little bit later on in the show. Hey, have it. Make sure you switch up your brackets real quickly. Robert, a lot of good information there. You're on The Drive
0: with Josh Graham. Buckle
1: up, because the ride just gets wilder. And now,
0: on WSJS Sports.
1: Since we don't have Adam Gold's show noon to three today, and I'm not going to be on in the afternoons due to March Madness, being on our station all day today and all day tomorrow. We'll be back on 10 a.m. to noon tomorrow as well. We figured we need some Adam Gold content today, so we'll talk with Adam in about five minutes. But before we get to him, our show is quite fond of one particular basketball player. North Carolina's Armando Bacot is our guy.
4: Armando.
1: Robert wants him to stay in college forever. So he plays that drop in perpetuity. Just get ready for when he's in the NBA. We're going to be doing daily updates on number five. But Baycott also is a really good quote. He says things that are interesting, and I appreciate him for that. And yesterday was not an exception to that. He was on one. Let's start with his level of candor about the advantage he's going to have in the paint against Marquette at 4.30 this afternoon.
4: Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of film on them. they obviously an undersized team, but also they're not really good on the boards too, so hopefully that's something that we can take advantage of. We know probably they'll send double teams and stuff like that, but I just got to be ready to make the right plays and we got to knock down shots.
1: We know they're not that good uh, in the post. If I'm a... Coach for Marquette, if I'm shocked Smart and I'm talking to my boss, he just said publicly, you guys aren't that good. That's what he said. You know what? He's right, and I appreciate him for saying it. He was also adamant that this year in the NCAA tournament is going to be more different than last year. Here's Baycott again.
4: Yeah, I mean, I would say that left a bad taste in all of our mouths, and it's something that Coach Davis emphasized early on in the week and just telling us that it won't go down like that. And, I mean, I would say for all of us, we packed four or five outfits, so we don't plan on going home early.
1: Hold on a second. Why, why did you pack four or five? Let me do the math here. They flew in there on Tuesday, okay? So you got to have an outfit on the plane. Yesterday, I guess you have an outfit that's, that's two. And then today I I don't know if you need an outfit on game day, but I guess after the game before probably after the game you might need an outfit, but I don't know what else you're doing. Yes, you, Robert. You might
2: need some like shorts, some sweats, some t-shirts, you know. Are they going to practice, right? He can't go to the practice in a suit.
1: Yeah, that's true. Fort Worth there's a lot to do maybe on the off day tomorrow if you win. You got some stuff going on. So, yeah, four or five suits, four or five outfits, that checks out. And I, I doubt they're wearing suits to the game. You're probably just rolling up in a jumpsuit. You're coming in off the bus. Last Armando clip. He had thoughts. Armando. I forgot about that. He had thoughts on Leaky Black not getting defensive player of the year.
4: Yeah, I agree with all they said. I mean, I thought Leaky was by far the best defensive player in the ACC. I mean, I know you look at stats and block shots and steals, but just his impact on being able to take the best player out of the game, I think, Is a blessing for us to have. And I mean, we know coming into every game, whoever Leakey's gotten, he's going to take out the game. And it's just great having a guy like that on the team.
1: He was not happy with the fact he was left off the All America list. He was an honorable mention along with the Londis Williams. He was mad. A lot of guys were mad that Leakey didn't win Defensive Player of the Year. I do find it interesting. Mark Williams and Walker Kessler are National Defensive Player of the Years. It just feels like. We look at block shots and we think, well, yep, if you have the most block shots, kind of like scoring, well, that just means you must be the best at this. It's a little bit more subjective defensively, but if you watch Leakey, I, I would have taken Leakey over Mark Williams. But I would have taken Reese Beekman from Virginia over Leaky Black because imagine you just don't watch as much Virginia if you think it's leaky over Reese, in my opinion. But when Reese plays, he takes away guys too. The only difference is when he played Paulo Boncaro and he played him twice, Caro had the only two games this year he scored in single digits. So you got a top three, top five draft pick, and he scores in single digits twice this year. And just coincidentally, it's the two games against Reese Beekman. So that's how I kind of separate it. And watching it up close in Cameron this year when Virginia pulled off that upset, that uh, solidified it for me. Adam Gold. Now joining us, we've got exclusive Adam Gold content on WSJS Sports today since we're going to be carrying March Madness. I just figured we can't have a day go by, AG, that we don't have Adam Gold content on the station. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy NCAA Tournament Day to you. Well, to you as well. Do you have a favorite
3: Patrick? Oh, wow. Favorite Patrick. Sir Patrick Stewart. That's my answer. Oh, very nice, Patrick's What about Patrick Swayze? Oh my goodness,
1: Patrick Swayze! Not nah, see now you're throwing a monkey wrench into it. Is Patrick Swayze your choice, Nick? He's up in no. arms, Nick. Who are you thinking? Who's your favorite Patrick? Uh, Patrick Star. Okay, you're going SpongeBob on us here. <laughs> Grow up. Oh wow, geez, okay. wow. Just, okay, that's where we're Never at. Never mind. What's yeah. your so? There's one ACC game today. One. Right. What's your level of concern for North Carolina against Marquette?
3: I mean, uh, the the medium, I mean, Marquette's every bit as good as Carolina. They've had problems, you know, Shaka Smart, I think, has not lost to UNC. Uh, Not that that necessarily matters, but um, look, the way North Carolina's playing, I think R.J. Davis has been a game changer for them. If Davis continues playing at a high level, I figure North Carolina can win this one. And then can you take advantage of Baylor that's without their leading scorer?
1: How many ACC teams are going to be left standing on Monday?
3: Uh, One.
1: I agree with you, but I don't think we're in agreement on which team that is. Who do you like?
3: Possibly Miami.
1: That's what I got, too. So you and I, we're in agreement here. I I think that could be a bad matchup.
3: If you gave me over-under one and a half, I'd definitely take the under. Uh, I I would consider, I mean, it's possible we have none. Yeah.
1: I do think it's possible. Who's a worse matchup for Duke? Duke. Yeah. Who, who, who's a worse matchup for them? Davidson, considering they run similar stuff to Virginia Tech on a one day prepper. Michigan State, just because a little bit more tested in the Big Ten.
3: Yes. Duke, because <laughs> my answer to this is that I think Duke's biggest problem is Duke, yes. not the opponent. And that is my concern. Um, so if they play defense, then they'll get to New Orleans. If they play good defense, they're going to New Orleans. There's nobody that stops them offensively. They have their, they have too much talent. Uh, even with their wasted possessions, they have too much talent not to score. Uh, but their defense has just been just so bad. The la- I, it's even longer than the last you know three weeks. But their, their worst five defensive games kick out the Pittsburgh game. Worst five defensive games have come in their last five.
1: Got this tweet in here. Adam Gold's joining us. Uh, the latest update update on Deshaun Watson is that he's visiting with teams still. Teams are making presentations, bringing in their owners, top executives, coaches are talking to him. He's going to make the final call likely today. It's a unique situation. He's torn, and some reports are saying it's between the Saints and the Falcons. If we're just focusing on the Panthers, I, you and I have said... It would be a horrific look if Carolina were to bring in Deshaun Watson when we had no clarity on his legal situation. They were interested in him last year. and uh, You can't be the team that was once the team of Blue Gene Fridays, and then the new owner comes in, and you bring in this guy who's dealing with all those allegations. But now that we know he's not going to be charged criminally while still looking at civil cases— I went back and listened to David Tepper's opening press conference that a lot of people got the impression that it was going to be a new day for the Carolina Panthers because of what he had to say. And going back and listening, his promises weren't that he wasn't going to touch guys who have you know backgrounds that might be less than stellar. It's just he promised, no NDAs. If I do stupid things or what you perceive to be stupid things, we're going to be open about it. He promised transparency, not to be a saint. So that, to be honest, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect me anymore now that I know he's not going to be criminally charged that Tepper is pursuing Watson. Is he making moral compromises? Is he sacrificing integrity to you to go after Watson, given his background?
3: I mean, no more than any other owner sacrifices moral integrity or their values. Uh, it's, a, it's all about winning. By the way, if this comes down to which owner wants Deshaun Watson the most, if David, if David Tepper gets within, uh, you know, 20 feet of Deshaun Watson, the, uh, the lust that is coming off of D- David Tepper will wash all over Deshaun, and it'll be a done deal. Uh, I don't know why. First of all, I can't figure out why Atlanta's in this. Are you good, what are you going to pay a hundred million dollars to quarterbacks next year? they got a fifty five million dollar dead cap hit on on matt ryan twenty seven million this year and then the rest next year if they move him after june one i don't they're not that close to winning the The, the poll for uh Atlanta would be it's close to where he was born um but i don't I just don't understand uh to me, if it's about what gives me the best chance to win isn't the answer Cleveland? Yes. Deshaun Watson. I mean, I don't even think it's close that winning. Go, you go to Cleveland uh, for other reasons. Maybe you would choose other teams, but I don't even understand the debate here. Um, but if it's up to the owner, how how much the owner is lusting after a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, and I use that term intentionally with David Tepper because he clearly is in heat for a quarterback. No doubt. Uh, then it's uh, then he'll come to Carolina, and then we can debate whether or not. Uh, the the Panthers are going to be winners anytime soon, considering that they'll have no draft capital and a depleted roster. Do you even eat lunch, Adam Gold? Uh, rarely, I uh, I graze throughout the day. What does that mean? I do uh, bars like uh, workout bars or stuff like that. Oh, w well, well, are you concerned? Yeah, just you know, <laughs> want to make sure you're nourished. You know, you, we... oh, I'm definitely nur- nourished and caffeinated.
1: Yeah. Nourished and caffeinated. The Adam Gold slogan here. Uh, so would you have an answer if I, to- if I asked you what's for lunch?
3: Uh, uh, yes. Today, we'll, I'll probably, before the show, do a little yogurt and granola.
1: Okay. Have a great show today. I wish I would be able to hear it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. AG, thanks for doing this, buddy. We'll talk next week.
3: Anytime, man. There it is.
1: Adam Gold joining us. From the Adam Gold Show that you can't listen to today or tomorrow. So we figured we'd just call Adam Gold now. I know what's what's for lunch for us today. Oh, this is exciting. We got East Coast Wings right down the road for Curtisville. So that that's the reason this place is so congested today. Oh yeah, yesterday felt like a, a ghost town. I walk in here, where is everybody? I don't know. Today, everybody's here. Wonder why. Well, East Coast Wings... Uh, they're gonna be in here, and we're gonna we're gonna house some wings. I don't know. I'm interested in what flavors we're gonna be getting, though. I, I like wings really hot, but I know I don't know if everybody's that way. I'm not the biggest, you know, mild wing fan, but then again, I just love wings. It is. That is the top level bar food, right? Like if you're at a sports bar and you're eating something. Does it get better than wings? Or better yet, can you eat wings, Robert, without having beer? Do you need to have wings and beer? Or can the two be separated?
2: Uh, I don't have to have beer with wings. Uh, But yeah, wings is probably the premier bar food.
1: Yeah. What else is in that conversation?
2: I mean... Nachos? Nachos, burgers, tater tots. That's a good one.
1: Tater tots. That's... That's a 12-5 dark horse there. So that is.
0: Fellas, we're crackin', we're crackin'. The drive with Josh Graham
1: on WSJS Sports.
4: Uh-huh, uh.
1: I know, I know. We got March Madness that's going to start in 30 minutes, and we'll have wall-to-wall coverage today and tomorrow of that. And in addition, it seems like an announcement is imminent for where Deshaun Watson's going to be playing his football, but I want to ask Darren Bott a baseball question because what's happening with the Atlanta Braves this week is so fascinating to me because they love Freddie Freeman. They do, and rightfully so. They just won the World Series. He's now officially a Dodger, got monstered money, and that might be the best lineup we've seen in recent memory in baseball. But Atlanta before... (laughs) before not re-signing Freddie Freeman, traded for Matt Olsen, who I think statistically right now is a better player than Freddie Freeman is. And he's five years younger than Freddie Freeman is. But Atlanta Brave fans are nuclear mad. I haven't talked to one who's happy about having Matt Olson at first base versus Freddie Freeman being there. What fascinates you most about how this story has been covered this week from a braves perspective
0: uh it, it, it's similar to to my fascination with chris bryant going to the Colorado Rockies in the sense that the Colorado Rockies got a really really good player and i, I it it varies because i think most Rockies fans have embraced that there's not going to be an attempt at winning. And quite frankly, they're just glad to have a fun player to some degree, but they're also a little bit angry because the Rockies let every other star player that's come their way since Todd Helton and Larry Walker go and they shell out probably too much money for Chris Bryant. Um, But it's, it's not being, happy to get a good player which was the most fascinating piece of the Braves thing is that first of all what what fan base ever gets this kind of heads up right like the Braves were out on Freeman they recognized that they were going to get outbid or or that Freddie had decided that he wanted to go his to his his native Southern California instead but the second they recognized that Credit to the front office for coming up with a plan. I mean, Matt Matt Olson is a tremendous baseball player. Is I mean, a top 20 talent in the league, probably a top three first baseman. He's right up there with Freddie. You mentioned his numbers. they in a lot of ways, they're basically the same player by the numbers. And Olson, in the way Braves have built their organization over time. And and at this point over a long period of time, they like local guys. Olsen grew up in the Atlanta area. He grew up going to Braves games. This is the type of dude who, if you were to flip the stories between Freeman and Olsen, it makes way more sense for Olsen to be the life, the life for Braves player.
1: I'm so glad you bring that up just because this guy's going to take the field in his home state. And he loves the Braves. And it's instead going to be treated as if on the back of his jersey it doesn't say Olson, but instead not Freddie Freeman.
0: Yeah, it's 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 wild to think because again, if Matt Olson had been drafted and developed by the Braves, he would be every Braves fan's favorite player because they'd love their homegrown guys. We've seen it time and time again with Atlanta, and again in the long run. It probably makes more sense for I see I see Freeman characterized as the 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 one and only face of the franchise for the Braves. A that's wrong because you don't need just one face of the franchise. Go back to the mid nineties. Who was the face of the Braves franchise? They had several, if not a a dozen. Um, But but Olson makes way more sense to be the face of your franchise, and he's four years younger. He's as good right now. He's in his prime. I understand the, the, the mishandling of a star to a certain degree, but I can't help but think that for in terms of preserving a dynasty, if that's what they're after, the Braves got better in a weird way.
1: Oh, yeah. Eddie Rosario, Alex Dickerson added to that mix too. Darren Lott, he's joining us here. It's time for us to play Unusual Questions. This just seems like the perfect segment to play today on the day that North Carolina plays Marquette
0: last week guys everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference that's not right I thought it was an unusual question and it's okay it's time
1: for unusual questions with Josh Graham oh just getting nostalgic the only thing missing is the Charles Barkley sound some idiot in the press yep that's me Darren, Robert's had a question he's had on his mind for a long time that he wants to ask to kick off Unusual Question.
2: Darren, will you marry me? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so it's been going around social media for like two weeks now, and I don't have a definitive answer or side
0: that I would like to be on. I know what you're going to say.
2: Yeah, sure. Are there more doors or wheels in the world? Right. And I knew that you would know this and probably be able to come to an intelligent thing, but... What side are you guys leaning? Because every time I'm like, oh, somebody's like, well, think about all the Hot Wheels cars. I'm like, God, there's millions and all there's right. four wheels on each
1: one. we got four microphones here. Darren's got one. Dick's got one. I got one. You got one, Robert. What's all in unison? Say what the answer to this question is. Wheels or doors? Three.
2: I just told you I don't know. If you had to guess, you, you ask. I don't know, you, Josh. You I a- don't know. It's terrifying. <laughs> you ask
1: what you're leading, Robert. Every coffin has two doors. How many people have died? Let's see if we're in agreement. But then look at the wheel. You, you got to pick one. Either. You got to pick one. I can't. And let's see if our brain goes to the same place. Three, two, one. I don't doors. know.
0: Wheels. Doors. I said wheels. 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 100%. You
1: guys wheels. aren't thinking about it. Okay, what are we missing? Oh, no, of course, sorry. That's all I needed to do. Every car with four wheels has four doors. So they cancel, so they each, they other cancel each other out. Okay, but what about like carts and things of that nature that are indoors? And then think yeah, about—I didn't, the- didn't say the answer was
0: wheels specifically because of cars. Come th- on, and that—that—that's that, not even the case with all cars. There are cars with no doors, well, right? But then think about there
2: buildings are- like churches or cruise ships that have no wheels. Elevators—they have doors. But then think. Uh, somebody said uh, the conveyor belts in factories. Each one of those is a tiny wheel.
0: That's, think about that's it. That's what it, you got to consider. In, your, in like, your
1: house, are there more doors or wheels? There are more doors. There are more doors. I, no, I go. think there are
0: more wheels. I'm sitting in a desk chair that's got four of them. Oh, I've God. got a micro. <laughs> the, a the mechanism chairs. in my. Chairs. I've got a mechanism in the microwave like, that has in wheels. This building the right now. It there's so many out.
1: wheels. Like there's like eight wheels in this studio.
0: When you strip down to the 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 simplest definition of a wheel, it's right. part of a mechanism.
1: Okay, they're well, everywhere. How many 18-wheelers are there? There's like two doors.
0: Take
2: cars out of it. Cars are the smallest part of this equation. <laughs> I get so tired of people. Ta- if you want to talk cars, let's talk about miniature cars because those don't even have doors on them.
0: So well, like wheels, you said, matchbox cars. I, I
2: do not know. You know how when they say, like, when you die and you get to have a question answered and everybody's like, how long, uh, how many times have I pooped? How many times have I done this? My this is question is how many bleeping doors are there and how many wheels are there?
1: Okay, I got an unusual question. What other holiday should incorporate pinching? None of them.
0: Never, None ever. Them. Yeah, St. Patrick's part. shouldn't. It's, it's it's an asinine holiday that is fake and an excuse for bros like Mike Bray to get excited about drinking belligerently.
2: I don't think there's anything wrong with the second half of that, but I do agree with you. on. But the like, just aspect. if
0: you want to get belligerently
1: drunk, just get belligerently. No, drunk. That makes you, don't you need an
2: alcoholic. An I need a reason.
1: Darren. <laughs> yeah. Darren, <laughs> uh, are you in agreement that Forbes and Mike Bray are the top two ACC coaches you'd like to have a drink with?
0: I think I'm out on Bray. I know Bray's the popular answer. No, I, he's Forbes just is the not my on type this show. of dude. No,
1: he's n- just know your audience. It's Forbes in this in this crowd.
0: Well, I'm, I'm 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 out on Bray, but I don't think it's specifically limited to Forbes. Um, like i Mike Young, I'll, dude. I'll I'll chop it up with Mike Young. He seems like a guy who
1: only drinks Mountain Dew. Like, what are you drinking? Mountain Dew. What are you having for dinner? Popcorn. That's Mike Young.
0: Just because the only thing you've ever seen him eat is popcorn, because that's because we don't televise his meals, does not that mean that's the only thing Mike Young eats. Quirky dude. I love Mike Young.
2: Actually, Mike Young just called in the show and said he wouldn't drink with you either because you looked like the guy who would just drink chocolate milk.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, might, that might be accurate, but I'm proud of that. Uh, what's your unusual question, Darren?
0: All right, so... This one's a bit of a thinker as well, not quite wheels doors. I don't know how but, much more um, thinking
2: I can do. If we're being completely honest,
0: <laughs> I was, and I'm outing myself as a total nerd. I was having a conversation the other day, glad to about hear about Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. Oh. So in this book, there is the ten thousand hours theory that you know you log your ten thousand hours to to truly master something. Right. And I think that, you know, between the three of us, we, we pro- probably are close in terms of anything broadcast related to that. Right. You think you got to do um, something for an hour a day for twenty five years yeah. of your life. But if you do more than an hour, that obviously speeds up that process. What's the most mundane thing? that you have acquired your 10,000 hours doing?
2: God, that is a great question,
0: Darren. Right? Like, have I, have, am I a master at sitting on the toilet? Have I sat on the toilet for 10,000 hours in my life? I'm
2: still not great at wiping. So no, probably not that for me. (laughs) I
1: think it might be something as simple as walking. Like, you know, I've got that stuff mastered where I can, you know, I got my stride. I can maybe get a jump mixed in here. You I rarely can mix and trip and, run. and fall. That's right. So <laughs> I'm going to go as simple as possible in saying that those 10,000 hours, I am a master at walking and even running if I have to.
2: I think I'm a I master think- at uh, knowing what coin is in my pocket without looking at it. Because like I, I don't know what it is. I always carry cash, and since I pay with cash, a lot of the times I always get changed.
1: How many coins do you have in your pocket?
2: None right now. I haven't bought anything today. But what I'm saying is I would be able to identify super quick, like oh, quarter, nickel, penny, dime. Yep, got it. I, I know it. Like the back of my hand.
1: How do you get past the nickel? Uh, it's thicker. Okay. Okay. So you've thought about this. The nickel uh, It's my 10,000
2: hours, Josh. It's literally my life's work. <laughs>
0: well, the quarter's ridged on the outside. Too. Bingo. Was flat on the edges.
2: Dimes are super skinny. <laughs> Bingo. Penny's yep. got that nice ridge.
1: Gotcha. Yep. Thank Put you. in some hours, no, man. You guys will true. figure it out. Darren, do you have an answer to that question? I, well,
0: no, I mean, I think sitting on the toilet's literally the best thing I've got. I don't, All right. I, have no, right. don't transition out of that like very
1: quickly.
2: The, I think Darren
0: driven. T- I think t- it's t- your 10,000 hours
2: is going the transition from glasses to no glasses face. You're one of the very few people that I think wear glasses and could also rock the no glasses look without the no glasses
0: face. Yeah. If I've done that for 10,000 hours, though, yeah, I mean, I guess I've had a face I think every hour of my life. I think
2: glasses-wearing so. and non-glasses-wearing, you've put in at least five of both.
1: Nick, what's your unusual question? The answer to Darren's question for me is sleeping. There you go. Oh God, oh, that's, that's a good a one. I'm, I still suck at that, man. I can't wake no, up. No, I'm I'm terrible at that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Nick isn't. He's a massive. He's, he's really. It.
2: I I believe it. Nick looks like a good sleeper. He always comes in looking
1: rested. Yes. He oh, does. thank you. Yeah, <sighs> I got rings under my eyes. What's your What's your question there, uh, Nick? Uh, it's a more serious question, so I need all of your all's help. Okay. okay? My mom's birthday snuck up on me, and it's on Sunday. Hey, I need to get her something. What do I get her? Right, hold, I can't do... I know, the, I know the answer to this. What? Hold
0: on. Hold on. Your mom's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. The same day that it's been literally every year of Darren, your existence. Darren, come, no, come, on, come on, man. Don't man. be
2: that guy. We still have three days. Darren,
1: we got three days, man. Like, come on. We this don't isn't have like, time
2: to bash. Uh, we got to get yes, him we're an trying, answer We're now. trying to be
1: helpful. Don't be I, that guy. I did a good job on Christmas for her. I think she really liked her gift, but... I got an Anything answer you didn't forget about Christmas. Yeah, I, I got an answer for you. Do you have a Costco membership? My dad does, yeah. Okay, then you can use that membership to go in there and get yourself one of those plants. You can get like three different succulents or like a diff- there are a ton of different plant options you can get that are easily portable and already have the pots as well. I'm sure they're going to love it. That's not bad.
2: She likes to garden.
1: That's it. I would Boom. take
2: one of those words out, Nick. Uh the that's not part. Uh I would leave that in. Don't get her a plant. Don't get her something alive that can die. Go get her a service. Doesn't she? She That's works true. At, She works at the kitchen all day, right? She's working yeah. at the restaurant, your family's restaurant. So, like, you said, I talked to you earlier about this. You said she's not really a massage girl. But maybe you can go get her, like, a pedicure, a yeah. manicure. Get her, like, a ticket to go out and treat herself. Take a day off. Not have to worry about somebody else. If you get her a plant and it dies, it's like, hey, by the way, you're already taking care of the restaurant taking care of the family. Can you take care of this little spiky plant that won't show you any love in return? Appreciate it, Mama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's been Unusual Question for today. Darren, did you fill out a bracket? Who do you got?
0: I did. I've got Kentucky winning it all.
1: Who's in the final four?
0: Uh, Hold up. My bracket is sitting right here. Let me grab it so I can tell you because you, I'm you honestly not four sure.
1: Teams. Yeah, you can remember four teams in your head, I hope. Hey, you I, to pick that I, I filled it out
0: and then like I don't I don't prioritize like rooting for my bracket to happen. So no, I fill it out and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Um Gonzaga, Kentucky, over yeah. on the left side of the bracket coming out of the west and the east. And then I've got Arizona and Providence in the Midwest.
1: That is the final four that Darren has. I forgot to ask what Adam Gold's final four is. I guess we'll never know since we're going to be carrying. March Madness at noon rather than the Adam Gold show. I had a perfect opportunity to ask him an hour ago. But didn't capitalize on that opportunity. Darren Vott, I'm gonna see you Saturday at the Abbott Brothers show in Greensboro. That's gonna be fun.
0: I'm fired up about that. That's uh no, that's a good ad to my weekend.
1: Yes, it's a great ad. And uh I look forward to seeing you. Thanks for doing this, buddy.
0: Right on. I'll see you guys.
1: There you go. That's Darren Vott joining us. Talking to baseball, talking March Madness.